Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. Today, I would like to explore whether empathy is a positive or a negative for leaders. And the reason this came up for me is that I feel like empathy and capitalism are a direct dichotomy with each other. So who wants to start, start us off? What are your thoughts? I guess I'll start. <laughs> Uh, this is such an interesting topic for me because I am excited for um, this transition that I think we're all experiencing and feeling and witnessing and partaking in from the old Christian age leadership definition when it's all uptight and very masculine uh, with the patriarchal system into a much more softer and what I know for some reason, for some people might be even triggering to say, uh, but this new Aquarian age. Mm. when it's softer and empathy plays its role and I think um if we're just talking about capitalism and socialism since this is the system where I grew up in I have a whole lot to say about comparing the two and which one can take us farther if we allow it to mm. yeah yeah from, from a management perspective I think what happens here is if you um are an empathetic manager you'll be more sensitive to change around you. You'll have better employee satisfaction. You'll have better retention. Um, I, I think what ultimately happens is you end up swapping uh, a few big problems for a lot more smaller problems. And that's probably a good trade overall. And, and that'll make your organization a little bit more sustainable, a little bit more resilient over the long term. So I'm, I'm make sure I understand. You're saying if there is more empathy, you're swapping big problems for smaller ones. That's correct. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because you'll see more problems and you'll catch them earlier mm. before they get too big. And that's probably a good thing in terms of risk management. Yeah. yeah. And I think about it in terms of the levels of empathy that you can exhibit or have. And if you're maybe, if there's such a thing as being overly empathetic or have empathy for your people that you know, you're leading, that that can be quite exhausting as well. Because mm. if you're really taking on board everybody's, you're really standing in other people's shoes a lot of the time. How do, where's your leadership stunts come from if you're kind of trying all those positions out? So I wonder mm. about having your own sort of being clear about yourself and not being overly kind of affected by those things, yeah. um, but without cutting off what you're talking about, Jim, in terms of being informed and hearing about things earlier and then not getting so big. I totally agree. It can be exhausting. Um, and um, I, I think though, through some of that, it can also push you to be more creative in your response. Mm. And, and if you are to grow as a manager, if you are to grow as an organization, you need to be uncomfortable so that you can push into that next level of growth or, or productivity. So it, it can be a good thing, even though it's, it's, it's a little painful sometimes in the short term. Now, Sarah, I know that you have um, an athletic background that I do. Do you think that we're moving away from the coaches, the leaders who are just screaming and yelling and carrying on and more into a space where we're working more together? Oh, I love you for that question. Um, I remember what, through my playing years, I started playing basketball at the age of eight. And throughout the entire career, I've been hearing all those horror stories from, oh, the coaches we used to have, you know, they would throw keys at us if anything went wrong. And I luckily never got to experience it, but I'm, but I'm hearing now from this generation, 
oh my gosh, how did he survive? I'm hearing all the horror stories of what you went through. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think, um, I mean, as a basketball player and a team captain of a national team, as well as college team here in the States, one of the things that really was important to me as a leader was to lead by example. Mm. And as uh, Jim was saying, James, sorry, I'm Jim, it can be exhausted, exhausting when you are empathetic and you have to learn how to set the boundaries. Mm. And I think if we go back to the corporate world also, um, setting those boundaries so that, yes, you have the empathy, especially now the lines between work and home have been blurred. Where do you find the boundaries for yourself so you're not taking on? Others, other people's energy and then also having this understanding that when you hire somebody that you can still push them so that essentially they do work in a way that they were hired to do the work as opposed to you know having so much empathy gives so much leeway room that now you have to have two people doing the job of one mm-hmm. because you're afraid to step on people's toes you're afraid to ask for more you're afraid to lead yeah yeah really good point I do feel like having too much empathy does make you a bit of a doormat because you basically allow people to dictate. So where's that line? Where's the line between being a hellion who screams and carries on and raises cane and fires people and being that doormat who is so empathetic that you don't, that the work doesn't get done? How do you find that middle ground? Fermentation, I think. (laughs) Just seeing. I think about it. I mean, not, not, I've never been that kind of Helen Brimstone and Yelly kind of um, perspective. But the taking in everybody's perspectives and accommodating it is something, a ground I'm more familiar in. And um, I think it just comes with experience and going, actually, I need to make some choices. I'm slowing this thing down now because I can't make the right choice. Mm. I've just got to, sometimes you just have to. Um, so I think it must be something I've got in my system that informs me now and I just go, no, I need to speed up now and just make make a decision about this thing. Mm. Um, and I also I think, think that comes from experience, yeah. Mm. And I'll add, I think um, when it comes to this dynamic, team dynamic, uh, in capitalism, especially the way I personally have experienced it, it was a shock to my system coming to the States when everything was so individualistic, even though when you're part of a team, it was still me, 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 me. So I think with a level of empathy, whether it's cognitive, emotional, or um, compassionate, and I think when you put the team together, we can get beyond ourselves. And like, yeah, you know what? Somebody is struggling in their life right now, and it's okay because we are here as a team. We're going to take care of each other. And I think that's where different forms even socialism that raises so many red flags and so many people and can be trigger point. I think there are some good things from the other system too that can be leveraged. Mm. Yeah, so I'm, I'm wondering, and I know we don't have a, an even balance today, but I'm wondering, I read an article recently that said women are better leaders than men, but men are usually tapped to be leaders. And how can a man effectively show empathy without being seen as weak? Well, that's a question to land on us with one minute to go. I know, one minute to go. <laughs> Just give me some quick thoughts on that. And maybe I'll have to do a whole I, I, other I, one I'll, about I'll, it. I'll pitch in. I'll just say, 
Uh, you know, one thing is to listen before you speak mm. and, and, and to listen well. And um, if things keep coming up, then it's your responsibility to address those. Mm. But, um, you know, I, I think men sort of uh, presume that they should be leaders. They presume that they should assert themselves. Um, but women should have that right and that ability as well. Mm. You know, as a mom to girls, I think that's it starts at home, how we raise them from, oh, you have to be nice, you have to be kind of just polite to everybody to, you know, ask for what you want and go out there. And yes, you're going to step on toes, but, you know, I think that's also a whole different paradigm, a whole different conversation for a whole other time. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So it sounds like we are saying that we do think empathy does make for a better leader, that it is a positive thing absolutely. in leadership, um, that to be empathetic, to understand your employees. But we're also talking about the balance of, of not allowing yourself to get so drug into other people's stuff that you can't make a decision. And Catherine, you made the point that um, it's ideal to be able to kind of balance it and practice. And over time, you'll, you, you've you kind of learned where, where that space is to being so empathetic or being a little more directive. Is, is that what we got about 30 seconds? Is that what we're saying? Or the, is that a good summary? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I love it when a, when a plan comes together. I do want to have the conversation about men and empathy. I do think that that's an important conversation to have. So we'll have to do that another time. Thanks so much for joining for, with, I can talk, hold on. Thank you for joining me for this conversation. I do appreciate it. And I look forward to doing it again real soon. Oh, thanks, yeah. Robin. <laughs>